0: come on everybody good morning so good to see you on church online man we're so excited you're here with us today and also if you're first time with us today please please text me at 702 727-8280. 727 8280, right here. Come on, text me. I dare you. I was almost trying to think about like reverse psychology. Like, don't, don't text me. All right. Don't even, don't even worry about it. But seriously, text me 702 727 8280. It's going to go right to my phone and I will text you back. I'm not going to harass you, but I just want to say hello. If you don't want to do texting and we don't like those kind of tech stuff, maybe you got the, the QWERTY keyboard. All right. Why don't you go ahead in the comments today and say, I'm new. Hello, Avenue Church. Good morning. Also, if you've been watching us for these past nine months, or you've been watching us for just uh, a couple weeks, we have Growth Track one day, November 21st. We're going to start at 1.00 p.m., but it's going to be socially distant. You're going to wear a mask right here at Avenue Headquarters 6670, South Way, Suite 200, and we're going to have Girl Track one day. We're going to do all four steps in just a couple of hours so that you can discover your unique design and what gifts that God has inside of you, discover who you are in Christ, learn about our church, and get on a team. And I promise you, it's going to be safe. It's going to be fun. So make sure you're here for Growth Track one day. RSVP online at AvenueChurch.cc. Also, we are in our collection of talks entitled "Convince Me." Week one was "Convince Me," God has a plan for my life. Last week we talked about "Convince Me," God still does. Miracles, Man, I hope you enjoyed it. Man, we heard great uh, just testimonies, great stories of the message last Sunday. So, guys, thank you. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for making your own post, all right? Thank you for telling the world that you watched Avenue Church this weekend. It it means a grand, uh, it's a big deal to me. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't have uh, TikTok, so you might have to just send me a link or whatever. Snapchat, but Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram tag me. The, here is our scripture for today, and I believe today is a big one for us. Uh, and convince me is John 3:16. John 3:16. I think we all know this verse, and here it is: For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. How many know the scripture, right? So I'm going to read it one more time. For God to love the world, that he gave his one and only son, to whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let me pray over you today. Father, in Jesus' name, God, thank you. God, thank you for this message today. God, thank you for our online audience. Father, I thank you for the in-person service that we're having right now at 6050 South Buffalo. Father, thank you for keeping us healthy keeping us safe. Father, I pray you eradicate and destroy the coronavirus, bring healing to our nation. And God, I pray the Chicago Bears will finally win a game today and the Raiders. In Jesus name. Amen. Come on, everybody. Yeah. Give a clap right there. Now I'm going to ask you a real quick question. Have you ever accidentally say, I love you on the phone instead of goodbye? How many know what I'm talking about? I found this screen. I know I'm not the only one. All right. When you accidentally say "I love you" instead of goodbye, you're like, "What in the world?" You know, and it's like embarrassing. You're like, "Oh my gosh!" One time, I was on the phone with my boss, and it was he was he was my lead pastor, and I was the associate pastor, and he was going, "Uh huh, uh huh." I was in the zone. I was taking notes, all the things he wanted, and he goes, "Okay, bye." I go, "Love you, bye." I went, and he was like, "What?" I was, and it, I mean it was I love you like like a like a boss you know like you're the greatest boss ever I, I love you boss and uh, uh, anyone else put in the comments right now if you've ever been in that situation because these dudes have all right one time my wife I was sitting down and she was talking to someone on the phone she's talking to another dude on the phone and uh, it was a business call and all of a sudden towards the end she goes love you bye and hangs up and then she was like what did I just do? I was like, you just messed him up. Yeah, you know I mean, like, ah, oh, what did we say? Church, I believe many of us were like this with John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world, and God went, oh, uh, and he hung up. I feel like many of us we think this is a mistake. Or for some of us, when we read this scripture verse, we go, it's for somebody else. It doesn't apply to me. And so can I just say that it's it's hard enough to tell someone you love them, but I think it's harder to receive that love. So the title of my message today is Convince Me That God Really Does Love Me. Convince Me That God Really Does Love Me. Because sometimes we place God in this box where we say, because I, I didn't do good, God's not pleased with me, therefore he's mad at me, and God doesn't love me. So I want to unpack this scripture verse again today. In John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world, and He gave His one and only Son. Whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now before we begin today, we have to understand there's three different versions of love. Now there's so much more, but I'm going to cover three today. In the original meeting, there is three different types of Greek words for love. Phileos is the first one. Now, anybody anytime you see ph- uh, phileos, Phileos means a spontaneous natural affection with more feeling than reason. Okay, this 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 is like kind of like the dating phase or a brotherly love. Like, like I I love my friends. Like my, my friends are amazing. My friends are so great. One time I was on a phone call with another uh, another buddy. I said, Yeah, bro, I love you, man. Bye. Hung up, and my brother was like, Why are you gonna what, why are you telling that dude you love him, you know? It's Phileos. It's, it's a brotherly love. Philadelphia is named after Phileos. It's the city of brotherly love. And you can tell they're, uh, they're lovely through the Eagle fans. <laughs> and so here's the next one, all right? The next one is Eros. This is the one you see on TV, all right? This is the one you see on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And I don't watch that because I got better things to do with my life, all right? And this is the sexual type of love. It's lustful. It's lustful. This is the kind of love that you see happening before marriage takes place. It can take place in marriage. Come on, somebody! Thank you, Jesus. Right? But this is the unhealthy type of love. Is eros? This is sexual. I'm loving with my eyes. This is often communicated as unhealthy because it's taking place before marriage. But then there's one more love. Is agape, love? Many of the church people went. Oh, I, he- I think I-, I think I heard that word before. Because agape love means to love. The undeserving, despite, disappointment, and rejection. Agape love is a, a kind of a unconditional love. It's love with no strings attached. Now, we like this love, all right? Love me for who I am, right? Like agape love. Love me because you love me. So this agape love is found right here. For God so agape... The world, So we really would say, for God so loved the world with no strings attached. For God so loved you, so undeserving, despite rejection or disappointment, that he gave his one and only son, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life come on where are you at in the comments today i know you're chatting it up anissa i see you girl all right put it in the comments right now bonnie you're on here i know this but put it in the comments and say god agape's me unconditionally no strings attached god loves me because god loves me but here's a bigger question i want to ask today why would god love me you know a lot of i even had to answer a question today i said hey Here's my answer to a question i received today. It's a case-by-case scenario. right? We're going to make decisions based upon this person or this organization. But listen to me. This is not a case-by-case. God loves us agape. God loves us. But what we have to understand is, convince me that God loves me. What we have to understand is 1 John chapter 4.8. It says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love so when you ask the question does god really love me you have to know god is love that everything that god does flows from his love everything that god does flows from who he is god cannot help but to love because god is love i love this scripture verse right here it says so we have come to know and believe. And this is my prayer today. Uh, My prayer is God convinces you, the Holy Spirit convinces you to come to know him so you can find freedom, discover your purpose, make a difference, right? But also I want God to, we need to know and believe that the love God has for us, God is love. And whoever abides in God's love abides in God, and God abides in him. There is no fear in love. I love this. Perfect love Casts out fear. I, I'm going to go on a limb here. And if you're saying, Pastor, I'm afraid that we're not abiding in God. This has been a scary year. A scary fall. Things that are happening in our society, in our culture, all that's taking place. But perfect love casts out that fear. And I want to challenge you today because fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears has not been perfected in love, we love because God First loved, uh, she might be saying, Pastor, how, convince me that God loves me. How can I convince you? You got to know that God loved us first. Convince me, God loves me. He loved you before you even start questioning that. God loved you before He created you. Yeah, you know, I remember one time, um, Levi. He was a little bit younger, and uh, I always try to uh, give affection to my wife like hug her at home, you know, and, uh, you know, like like pop a little kiss or something. And one time I was hugging her, and it's just kind of like, come here, baby. And uh, and it was not Eros, all right, but I was just kind of hugging her a little bit, a little flails right there, you know, a little gabe. And I was holding her, and all of a sudden my little uh, kid goes, that's my mommy. And he pushes me away from her, and I'm like, dude, really? He goes, that's my mommy. I go, no, 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 before she was your mommy, she was my wife. Before she was your mommy, she was my wife. And his reply was, I've known mom my entire life. You know what I mean? Like that was a comeback. Like, oh, like for four years or five years. Like it was longer than I actually knew my wife. Listen to me, church. How many know exactly where I'm going with this? God loves you long before you run this earth. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. It says this Before I formed you in the womb, in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before I formed you, I loved you. Before I formed you, you were born. I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. This goes back to our first message in this series. Convince me God has a plan for my life. It's right here. Here's another one. I'm on fire today. Ephesians chapter 2. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so that we can walk in it. Convince me that God loves me. Listen to me, you don't need to be convinced because God loved you before he created you. Psalms 139 verse 13 and 14 For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you. Now this is David. David often questioned, God, do you love me? God convinced me that you love me. And David had an epiphany. He says, I am fearfully and wonderfully." made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it. Wow, what is happening? David said, God loves me, so I'm abiding in God's love. When you begin to accept God's love or receive God's love, you know who you are. You know who you are in Christ. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Something begins to change. You begin to realize or you're convinced how much God loves you. You say, My goodness. My goodness, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling down. I feel despair. But you know what? God loves me. And because God loves me, He created me. Listen to me. God loved you before He created you. And I love this He loved you before He created you. And He loves what He created. This is tweet worthy right here. This, 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 this is cute on an Instagram story, but somebody needs to hear this today that he loved you before he created you, and he loves what he created. You know, um, a few years ago, man, this was over 10 years ago, all right? I'm, I'm a pastor, so we're like, you know, like one day is a thousand years, one day, one, a year is a thousand, you know, whatever. And uh, I think it was like over 10 years ago, uh, we had this dining room that was empty. And uh, we couldn't find a table that fit it because it was this weird square dining room. And uh, so I found a friend and uh, I said, can you help me build a table? You build your dining table, come help me build my table. I got some pictures of this, all right? And notice, I'm not in here, right? I'm the guy who took a picture. Um, but I got the help, barely, and I got to put this table together and we made this ginormous square table. This is one of my older homes. And uh, here's the final product. Listen to me, we we, we put blood Blood, sweat, and tears into this table, and it's beautiful underneath. You can see I made it, but on top, it looks wonderful. Listen to me, guys. I love this table. My wife hates it because it's this humongous rectangle. We can't even play board games at this table. I mean, it's like, here's my card. You know what I mean? You got to throw it across the table. Like, can you pass the ketchup? Like, literally, we got to pass the ketchup. I made the table too big, but guess what? It's my masterpiece. Guess what? It's my table because I created the table. Someone needs to know this today, that no matter how messed up you feel, no matter how many times you screwed up, there is a God who loves you regardless. There is a, a God who is agape love because he is agape love. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you relentlessly because he created you Beforehand, before he placed you on this earth, before you screwed up, before you messed up, before you said there isn't a God, before you said, I don't know if there is a God, God created you, and you're his masterpiece. I'm convinced that God loves me, and I love this. See, in Genesis chapter 3, there's a story of Adam and Eve, and they're the original uh, people that God created. And in Genesis chapter 2, it shows that God created Adam and Adam laid down. He took a rib out of Adam while he's sleeping and uh, made Eve. When Adam saw Eve, he said, whoa, man. And there's where you get a woman. All right, it's in there somewhere. And uh, God said, you can have dominion. You can be fruitful multiply. Man, I created this garden, and I created you, and it is good. And so God said, you can do whatever you can, but don't eat of that tree. That's the only thing. Don't, you can eat anything, but don't eat of that tree. Well, many of us know the story. Serpent Satan came, deceived Eve, deceived Adam. They disobeyed God. And this is what happens the moment they disobey God. It says, then the eyes of both were open. Now, one of our vision statements is we want people to find freedom. The eyes of our heart may be enlightened. This is the opposite. When their eyes were open, they said, Well, this is what sin is. Well, this is what bad is. This is what evil is. And they knew that they were naked. Now, the men just woke up in this sermon today. Good morning. Hey, welcome to Avenue Church, right? But they were, they were, they were naked without shame, without condemnation. They were free. But when sin entered in, they said, We are exposed. Man, we, we are this is way too transparent. And so they sewed fig leaves together and they made for themselves loincloths. Then they heard the sound, and somebody's got to catch this today. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of day. I want you to see this right here. Back then, God wanted to have community in relationship with his masterpieces, with the things that he created. And so we see it right here. God says, I love them. I love Adam and Eve. I want to spend time with them. And so here's God walking in the garden in the cool of day. And it says this, and the man and his wife, Adam and Eve, they hid themselves from his presence. This is what happens when we say, God's mad at me. This is what happens when we say, I screwed up. I'm I'm in trouble. I need to get out of here. And the Lord amongst the trees in the garden. But the Lord called to the man and he said to him, where are you? you. Now remember your your con your 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 view of God determines your relationship with God. I want you to know many of you are reading this like he's angry. And if you're reading this like he's angry, then we don't have quite have the relationship with him yet. And I read it like he's angry. I mean this is got like God where he's like we're Where are you? You know what I mean? Like, he he took a cosmic belt off. He's about to whoop him, all right? Come on, somebody. Like, he's like, where are you at? You're in trouble when I find you, right? When God's like, when Jesus gets home, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to get beat. But listen to me. God says, where are you? Not because he wanted to punish them, because he wanted to be with them. God loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Listen to me, church. I want you to see this right here. He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. I was afraid. Perfect love casts out fear because I was naked. I was exposed because I did wrong. So I hid from God. There's too many Christians, too many people. You're running from the call of God. You're running from what God has spoken years ago because you said, I'm not good enough. And this is what God said. Who told you? Who told you you're n- naked? Who told you that you're ashamed? Who told you that I didn't love you? Who told you, have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And I want you to catch this. The Lord God made for Adam and his wife garments of skins. And this is translated as a animal's hide and clothe them. Here's what I love. God didn't say, where are you so I can punish you? But God found Adam and Eve hiding. He knew exactly where they were. And God said, who told you? Where would you place that identity from? Why are you hiding? I want to be with you. And I love that God didn't punish them. God covered them. God didn't punish them, but God covered them. 1 Peter 4, above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sin. Somebody needs to see this today. God's love covers all. Convince me that God loves me. I can't because everything you've done is covered by God's love. Now I want you to know this here. It says, for God to love the world, that he gave his only son to what? To cover. To cover. To cover our sins to cover our shame. I the the, the the word cover in my mind is like God's covering them and Holy man, I need a COVID hug today on my birthday. All right, and it's like, let me just cover you. Let me, let me, let me touch you. Let me, let me show you how much I love you, so that whoever believes in me shall not perish, but to have everlasting life. Because Romans 5:8 says, "But God shows His love, His agape love, for us, that while we were still sinners." covered us. He died for us. And somebody's receiving this word today. If you receive receiving it, put in the comments. Man, text me that number I threw in. But I want you to know there's two things that we need to react to today. This is the first thing that we need to do today. We need to receive his love. We need to quit hiding. Man, we need to quit living in shame. We need to quit feeling like we're condemned. We need to feel like I've gone too far. There's no way God could help me out. What we need to do today is we need just to receive his love. That God, I receive your unconditional, man, no strings attached love for my life. Because as you begin to understand God's love, you begin to know God so you can find freedom, so you can discover your purpose and make a a difference. But the first thing is we need to receive God's love. But Man, I was trying to just do a message on convince me God loves me. Right, man, ooh, come on. Yes, God loves me. Thank you, Pastor. High five, yes. Fist bump, right. Uh, Air five for COVID. You know, like all those things. But here's the second thing that we need to do. Second thing we need to do today is we need to love people. We need to love people because the more I begin to study this, the more and more it says God loves us, but we're to love people. The more I realize that how much God loves me, I cannot help but to love people. And here's what the Bible says, 1 John chapter 4. It says, if 81 says, I love God, and he hates his brother, he's a liar. For we, for he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother see the many the many reasons why people say convince me that God loves me is because of how God's people treat other people i'm i'm convinced there's a connection of those that are saying i don't know if God loves me because we can't see God we try to see God in his word in prayer as we go on the spiritual journey but more often than not we see God through God's people you know i remember When I was in elementary school, I remember getting in trouble and being sent to the principal's office. See, I'm scarred for life. I still remember, all right? And uh, uh, I remember going down the hallway, and I remember I was just angry, but I was afraid. And I knew what I did was just terrible. Uh, I thought I was going to get expelled. I thought I was going to be sent home in elementary. Like, like, the guy kicked me out of the school. And I remember sitting in my principal's office and just scared, looking at him like, what's he going to do? And I remember my principal pulled up this paper and said, see this paper? This paper told me exactly what you did. And so what I'm going to do today is as long as you, you know, from here on out, you behave well and you do good and you get good grades. I remember him wheeling his chair and he goes, I'm just gonna put this paper in this drawer and I'm gonna forget all about it. And my eyes got big and I was just like, like, is this too good to be true? Like what? What? Are you serious? And he goes, yeah, I'm gonna put it in this drawer and I'm gonna forget all about it as long as you leave here and you behave and you get good grades. All right. I was like, Yes, sir. And and I was just—I was my mind, my little elementary mind just exploded. And I walked back to my classroom, and I did my best to behave in the good, good grades. But what I didn't know, I later found out years later, that my principal—he actually attended my church. And because he attended my church, he knew my parents at that time were in the middle of a divorce. And he knew that I was acting out, so he forgave. And for me in elementary school, I'm 30-some years old today, all right? I'm 37 today. I still remember what he did because it gave me a picture of Christ. That no matter what I've done, the I, what I've been through, some of you have been through things that you're, you're not even responsible for. He became a picture of Jesus for me on my worst day. For those in our life that are saying, convince me God loves me, we got to say, I'm so sorry, I love you because God loves you. Church, we are to represent Jesus. And the many that are watching today, they're watching you and they're watching me. They're watching the way we treat people. They're watching the way that the, the way we treat people is how they view God. That the God I serve allows me to love my neighbor unconditionally with no strings attached. That they don't have to earn my love. That's kind of the thing right now. They didn't earn it. They don't have to earn it. Because while I was just still a sinner, Christ died for me. And Christ died for them. So today I choose to cover them with my love. Because Jesus covered me with his love. I choose to cover my enemies with prayer. I choose to cover those I disagree with with prayer. I choose to go out of my way for unity and for peace. So that I could see the bigger picture. So that they could discover that there's a God in heaven who loves them regardless. And so I'm going to ask you today, my two prayers today. My first prayer is, number one, will you receive God's love? And by receiving God's love, you're saying, God, I'm going to take a step today. I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to ask you to come into my heart and to be Lord of my life. And if that's you today, I want to pray a prayer right now. All right? So every, everybody, where you're at, bow your heads, close your eyes. Maybe you're saying today, I used to love Jesus, but, man, I need to love him again. I need to receive God's love for my life. It's a journey that we're going to take together. So say, dear Jesus, say, thank you. Say, thank you for d- paying for what I did. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. Say, I repent of my sins. Say, forgive me, Jesus. Say the best way to know how I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. Would you say, I'm God's masterpiece? Say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and God loves me. Say, I'm saved, I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody. Give God a shout today. And if you prayed that prayer, please, 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 I want you to text me at 702-727-8280. But I got one more thing. The first challenge is I want you to receive God's love. But the second challenge is I need you to love people. And that's our challenge for today. Man, I'm so excited if you took a step. Please text me that you took a step today and said, I give my life to Jesus. I gotta ask you today: Will you accept a challenge to loving people? That some of us we need to repent for we've been posting on Facebook, for the things we've been saying on Instagram, for the things that we've been texting, for the things we've been saying out of our words, even for our actions. And we say from here on out, because while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me; that He loved me first. Therefore, I'm gonna love them. I'll love that person at work. I'll love that family member. I'm going to love that individual. But I choose today to love people because Jesus loved me. So, church, I love you. If you take that challenge today, go ahead and tag me. Put it in the comments today. But We're believing for God to do some extraordinary things because in a divided world, we need a united church. So, church, I love being your pastor, and I hope you have a wonderful day.
1: is changing now. Oh, yes. Because the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around. But the Spirit of the Lord Oh, it's here, it's here. The atmosphere spirit of the lord is here the evidence is all around that the spirit of the lord is here overflow in this place fill our hearts with your love your the spirit of the lord is here
0: the evidence is all
1: around it's all around the spirit evidence is all